The theme, as I've mentioned today, oh nice, the theme is awesome. We have an awesome God. Now I've been thinking how to explain what awesome is, because we have a God that's capable of doing the impossible. That's a good place to go. So I have a recruitment to help me explain this. The chief mathematician of the universe. Colin, come on. He knows this. He knows what's happening. Would you like to stand behind the lectern, please, sir? (laughs) If you've got any questions about anything, about anything numerically, I always go to Colin. So Colin's going to help us to understand that God is capable of the impossible. I might even use members of the band and other people later on as well. Oh, don't stand there, Brian. So... Colin, what's this? Anybody? Sorry, anybody? A pound coin. Now then, if I had a pound coin, Colin, and I tossed it in the air, what's the chances of it becoming heads? (laughs) This was not on the script. (laughs) But if you put animals and... Anyway. (laughs) Uh, I'd say um, 50-50 or one in two. 50-50? Or one in two. So for us, us mere humans... There's two sides to a coin, and you've got one chance of getting it right. Are we on board with that? Right, question for you. This is a dice. So what's the chances of me getting a six? One out of six. Give the man a GCSE. Right. One out of six. Now, make it a bit harder. I'm always aware I'm standing in people's way here. Make it harder. When, I, when you came in this morning... Some people, Colin, he doesn't know who, was given a little something and they were told to put it in their pockets. So, will you all now please stand up? You know who you are. <laughs> right, sorry if you get getting in the way. Oh, morning, Mr. Bennett, everybody. Right, we're all there. Now, Colin, the question for you is 29 of these people have white bits of, I think it's Kinex, isn't it? Oh, bed, put it away, put it away. He'll know the answer, it's not you. So, but one of them, who shall remain nameless except Ben, has got a blue one. So, what are the chances of Colin guessing who the blue one is? Because it's a guess, isn't it? Is it possible? Yeah, this is possible. Possible, So, guess who it is. Mm, Who is likely to have a red one? When you're ready, we've not got all day. (laughs) John. John? White. So he's failed. Uh, so the chances of him are, Ben, what are the chances of him getting it right? There's 30 people. He's got one chance in. One chance in one 30. Chance in 30. Now, will you all please sit down, except the person with the blue one? It was Christine. Uh, there we go. I was close. Very <laughs> close. <laughs> but you were, that's very important. Thank you, Christine. Please sit down. It was close, but he failed. That's very important here. He failed. Let's make it a bit harder. Okay? What if of those 30 people, they sat down, before the service I'd gone and written with a piece of silver pen on one of their hairs on their head? So next task is for Colin. Is this possible? Blindfold of the 30 people to go to one all right, some of us haven't got... Th- I know, I know, I know. Bear with me. <laughs> Notice most people have got hair that were picked up. So go find one person or one hair and pick that one chance. Now, there's a very important piece of information you need. How many hairs are there on the average human being's head? 
a bit less than that. On average, about a thousand. So there's 30 people, a thousand hairs on every head. So the chances of Colin getting it right are one in 30. Thousand. Is that possible? Yeah. Oh, we'll get our first no. Let's make it even harder. There's 1,000 according to the internet, and I believe the internet. It averages out for all of us that are follically challenged, I think, you know. Uh, so that is roughly, give or take, which web page you pick, one in 30,000. Is, th- is that possible? Right. Colin's next task is one hair in every member of this country. Still waiting on the basis it's a thousand hairs. I think we need some help. Yes. So, <laughs> Watto, will you come and help, please? Do you want to help with this one, Colin? Go on. Well, Watto, Watto will take the, the fat bit there. If you take that bit there, don't stand in the way. So, the chances of Colin finding that single hair are uh, one in... What? 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 Huh? Oh, oh. Keep keep going, it's not there yet, keep going. Is that it? Oh, what's that number? One in 70 billion. Is that possible? Yeah? 70, one in 70. I think Colin will find the hair. You think that's possible? No? I'm going to make it harder. Colin, everybody in the world... Go and find that one hair. <gasps> Is that possible? Are we getting close to impossible now? What's that number look like? Oh, that's not a lot bigger. Hmm. So there's 7 billion people in the world, roughly, and that number is 1 in 7 trillion. That's a massive number. If you counted that number... It would take you 440,000 years to count that number. That's massive. However, why the maths lesson? Maths lesson is for the next slide. This is the Bible. In the Old Testament section of the Bible, there are 365 prophecies about the life of Jesus. And unlike Colin, where Colin got his close In the New Testament, all 365 became true. So I asked Colin, what are the chances of all 365? Give me a number. And he said, well, actually, it's more like tossing a coin 365 times and it landing on heads every time. So you can go home afterwards and you can try that and see where you failed to get heads. So we might need a bit of help here. Because if this is one hair in the world, we're getting onto the terms of the impossible here. But you can see by the size of the scroll that Watto's holding that we might need some help. So the chances of all 365 prophecies coming true, right or wrong, is go for a walk. Oh, you need some help. Band, come on, help. Julie, Diane, David, come. It's where the band are going to earn the corn today. Come. He's going to keep going. He's going to keep going to hold it up. The chances of all those prophecies in the Old Testament being true. Oh, wow. He's still going. 
You're joking me. Are you still going? Thanks, Rachel. Volunteer band member. Please don't tell me it's bigger than the church. Are you getting... Whoa! So this is something to remember. Even the Bible, something as simple as the Bible, our God is so awesome that those 365 prophecies coming true, ask yourself, is that really possible? That, for me, is a miracle book. So think 365 prophecies, awesome God. And it's there for us all to check. But go home, get a coin, all of you, and start. One, two, three. And if you get to 365, give me a call. Okay? Because the odds are that big. And they're all for us to see in the Bible. Thank you, team. We're all going to go home with coins now, spending the rest of the day trying to get past seven. So you don't have to roll it up if you don't want to. Just uh, collect it. Go, 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 go. So, while they're doing that, I don't think we're going to use it again in a hurry, so you can just pile it anyway if you like. But not on the stage. We'll need that later. Thank you, team. 365 times. So this is the God. The God of creation, we've just sung, God of creation, we praise you. The God of what looks like the impossible, we praise you. The countryside, you couldn't paint this any better. This is God's creation for us all to see. The trees around us, every single day. The scientists study the trees and they're amazed at the trees. I like this one, the birds, I really like this one. The birds that fly around us, he cares for the feathers on each one of them. This is an awesome God. The fish of the sea. Now, I'm not going to start throwing numbers at you, but I bet there's an awful lot of those. So God is the creator of all the things in the sea. And he created us. He created you. Now, look at the people around you. For some of us, that's a pleasant experience. For for those people looking at me, it might not be. You are truly awesome. God has created you. And you are awesome. I'll flick over past my little notes about this one. The thing is, the Bible teaches us something about this. This is the first reading. I was joking with Christian about how many readings we've got. We've got loads. And today, I'd like you to read it with me. And it's a short reading. So we read together Psalm 139 where it says, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am carefully and wonderfully made. I am, you are, we are, carefully and wonderfully made. You are awesome. Oh, everybody agrees. That's good. That's good. You are awesome. But are you all awesome? Is this person awesome? The answer, of course they are. Wonderfully made. What about this one? The invisible people. Of course they're awesome. And one thing we quite obviously are going to the cities. That person sat, sat next to McDonald's with the cup. Are they awesome? Of course they are all awesome. Something else that's awesome is the YMCA in Warrington which tasks itself with caring for the homeless and does a great job. Well, the last couple of weeks, envelopes have been given out 
and we've been asked to put a donation because whilst they are awesome, it looks like their funds are going to be cut and they need to raise just up to £40,000. So we're joining that and Rona and David have encouraged us to do that with these little envelopes. And later on in the service, we'll have an opportunity whilst the harvest goods are brought forward, uh, the jar will be brought to the front. If you haven't brought an envelope, you want, you're not prepared, but you wish to give, then please feel free to come forward and drop whatever you have in the envelope. Because our God is awesome. How many times are you going to flip that coin? How many? I noticed all the rainbows answered really accurately down here. That was very good. I've got to get away from this, haven't I? Because I keep standing here all... Where were we? Where were we? We were awesome God. But not only is he an awesome creator, as you'll guess from... (laughs) giving it away, haven't I, really? God is also an awesome provider. To understand this, we're trying to learn some more stuff. Sorry about this. It's been a bit like school, but much more fun. Question. What's this? A football pitch. Which one? Well spotted. Question. How big is that football pitch? Thanks, Carol. Want the answer, not a question. It is roughly a hectare. Just over two acres, a hectare. So God provides through creation. The question is, how, how do you measure it? Well, I thought, well, let's measure it in terms of football pitches. So that's Leicester City football ground. It's about a hectare. So, but I'm going to call it a football pitch. So, question. Now, Mike, last week, the subject was? Um, it was the mustard seeds. Now, that is a mustard harvest. And every year, the mustard harvest provides one tonne of mustard per hectare, per football pitch. So for every football pitch that they lay, they get one tonne. This creation that God has given us provides for us as well. There's some more to come. Next one. Tea. We're going to have some later. And it will be... uh, It'll be very nice. So, one ton of mustard. Answer, two tons of tea per football pitch. This is the provider God. Next, wheat. Boy, do we get through some of that. Except Jonathan, I think he's working, who's gluten-free and doesn't really get through much. So, wheat is three tons per football pitch. So that's how much food God's creation provides. Now some of us are also interested in wine and grapes and other produce like that. So I thought I'd put this one up there for the wine connoisseurs amongst us. Three tons of grapes per hectare. Three tons. So this God, and these are just four examples. There's loads of crops. I went on the internet and it was a massive list. A lot of them I didn't even recognize. Uh, the biggest one is, um, is it um, wild seed rape, whatever it's called, something like that. That's four and a half tons an acre. What's that one called, anybody? That one. Four and a half tons an acre. 
This is a God who provides massively. And now's the time in the service, the clue is in the title, our harvest service, where we can actually bring forward any of our offerings and bring them here at the table. Now, David's going to help me to, to move them around because we think some of them might be a bit heavy. So if David can come forward. But at the same time, this is twofold. So yes, we're going to bring the harvest off of the, the food forward. But I'm going to separately take this jar and put it, I'll put it out of the way over here so it doesn't get knocked over. Now this is the jar for the collection from the envelopes or the money that you wish to donate towards the YMCA for the homeless. Now the food here is, where's it going David? Between the YMCA and the food bank. So it's going to be split between the YMCA and the food bank, but all of this money is going to go into support keeping the YMCA afloat. Now whilst this is happening, as, in, as ever, we have a DVD playing. And the DVD um, is um, about, well, no, let the DVD itself tell you what it's about. So if we can come forward, um, left, my left, my left to your right as we bring stuff forward. If you haven't got an envelope, feel free to just put anything in that you're able. So uh, run the video. Thank you for that, Colin. Hello. I don't know. Is he gone? Should we put something else up there? Yay! That's good, isn't it? Let's move this one out of the way here so we don't trip over it. Oh, well, thank you for that. That is a, a wonderful display, and that will be going to either the food bank or the, uh, the, YF, the uh, YMCA. So, let's go back to this idea of God, the creator and the awesome provider. So, there's one thing that God provides that some of us don't like. It has its time, it has its place. And that, of course, is rain. Yes, we all complain when it rains, which is a bit harsh, really. (laughs) Um, Whether that's rain or a hosepipe, I don't really know. But obviously, here's a young lady who's staying dry because of the rain. The thing about the rain is it's a real miracle. The scientists amongst you would tell you facts about water that are amazing. Facts about water that would suggest it's not just water. This has been designed very, very carefully, water has. It's ridiculously special. It really is. But also, it does basic things. It fills our rivers. That's where the rains go. They go into the rivers, and the rivers, therefore fill the oceans and the oceans and the rivers are used the lakes to get together the water that we drink and one of the reasons why water is such a great miracle is without it like air we would not be here it is one of the key life savers in God's creation can't overestimate the importance of water we can survive without many 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 things But if you take water out of it, we would not be here. Tempted to say that this room would be empty, but it wouldn't be empty because the people that built it wouldn't be here in the first place. So without water, we cannot survive. So for me personally, water is one of the utmost amazing creations. And for the adults amongst you and the uh, 
really studious young people, I'd encourage you to go away and find out about water because you think there's not a lot to learn. But the reality is it's an absolute miracle what it is and what it does and how it behaves. So it doesn't mean it's naughty, by the way, girls. So are you ready? What happens sometimes after it's rained? Here's the link. What happens after it rains sometimes? We get a rainbow. Now then, there's one rainbow there, but I think there's quite a few rainbows at the front as well, but not yet. Now then, Janet, are you ready for this? This is Janet's slide. Now, Janet said, can I do something during the service? Is it appropriate? Rainbows, water, of course it is. Please come along. Now, Janet, I'm going to hand the rest of this over to you. I have no clue what's happening now. Oh. I'll stand over here. We have practiced this, but in true, true BBGA style, not very well. So just give us a little minute to set them up. Sorry about this. I'll fill in a bit. When they were preparing for this, they were one short and they hadn't arrived yet. So I said to the girls, can I help? And what did you say? No. Okay. <laughs> it's a bit big for a rainbow, isn't it? <laughs> okay. We're ready now. Sorry for the delay. The Rainbow Guides section has been running for nearly 30 years. In fact, next year we'll be having a celebration year. We try to use the story of Noah to explain why we are called rainbows and why God gave us a rainbow. Recently I found and adapted the following, which I think will be helpful to the girls to explain that we are all one group together and the rainbows are going to help too. Sometimes we see rainbows when the rain stops and the sun comes out. Then an arc-shaped curve may appear in the sky. Sometimes it's pale, sometimes it's bright. But you, could all, you can always see seven colours. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo and violet. The coloured stripes are about the same size as each other. They are side by side and yet an important, each as important as the others. It wouldn't be as wonderful if there was one or more colours were not there. Okay. Or if all the colours were in a different order or one of the colours were bright, bigger and brighter than the rest. It's the same with Rainbow Guide Unit. Every girl and guider is just as important as each other. No more and no less. And each girl should be good friends with all the rest of the unit, whether in the unit or in our day-to-day -day lives. And we should always try to keep their promise, which is, I promise that I will do my best to think about my beliefs and to be kind and helpful. Thank you. Stay there, stay there, stay there. Stay there for a second. Rachel, you haven't got a clue this is about to happen. Will you hold that, please? Right. Now then, these are the... Should you like to join your friends? Not yet. That's okay. 
So the question is, today's service, one of the things we're trying to do is to make things stick. So you go away remembering them. How many coin flips? That one worked. Okay, we'll move on. Right. Hello. So the question here is, how much were you listening to what's been said? And how much do you know about the rainbows? I have sourced seven questions, one for each colour of the rainbow. Now, Rachel, you're not allowed to answer. You've got the microphone because I'm going to give these girls here one of the chances to answer. So the way this works, if they don't know the answer, you get to have a go. Okay? And if you don't know the answer, we'll pick on Janet. (laughs) Lovely. How was that a good idea? And we'll see how this goes. So, love you too, Janet. I once brought Janet and Vander out in a service, and they've not forgiven me since. Uh, (laughs) So question number one, if you look at which one of the girls might know the answer. uh, Sorry, don't worry, the answer's not up there. You'll hear the question. I'll read the question out, which says, oh, that's the quiz. If you can turn and look at that, it's rainbows versus the world. I forgot about I forgot about that slide. So, question number one: What is the name of the rainbow's mascot? Don't shout out. Which is the name? Now, get ready, Rachel. Microphone. Olivia. What was that? Is it switched on? Olivia. Olivia. Answer. Olivia. Correct. Well done. Round of applause. Well done. <laughs> Janet, what are the scores? Well, it's got one. Not you. It was one for the rainbows. Next question. <gasps> I thought this was a toughie. Girls, what is missing? Look, what the, you know, look, learn, laugh, blank, for those of us that remember the game. Right, Rachel, which one that was the answer? Love. Wow, that was a bit bold. The answer is, you're looking very nervy. The answer is love. So... Uh, can we give? Can we switch Janet up? Why? 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 Because that is the rainbow jigsaw puzzle um, pieces, and we try and uh, work around this each week, which is to something to look at, something to learn about, something to laugh, and we do a lot of that, and of course to love. So right. Follow those pieces. Now then, you're getting into this, so make it harder now. How many rainbows are there in the northwest How of England? How many guides and leaders? Oh, come wrong? on. Let's see. we go. What's, it? What's the correct question? How I've many looked. guides and leaders are there in the northwest region? Oh, right. I read the wrong page. Sorry. How many guides and leaders in the northwest? Now, we've done so many numbers today, somebody's going to get it right. So you lot consult between each other. <laughs> I know. Oh, oh, Janet just going for a point here. No idea. Rachel? Think of a big number. Seven. No? Twenty-two. Oh, a bit more than that. Right. Should we, tra- should we see if the adults know it? Should we see if them? Um, right. Any guess? Twelve thousand. Give you two more. Fourteen, was it? Anybody else? The answer... Oh, let's, oh I'm not going to say the answer is. The question is, to the nearest thousand, Janet. Yes. I think, I believe, that it's 67,904. That's the wrong answer. Nearest. <laughs> so Nearest you is 68,000. Oh, Janet gets a point. Well done, Janet. <laughs> You're wrong. I remembered that all week. <laughs> so you've got a point. You've got two points and you've got none. Okay, right, okay. Now then, next question. 
How old, well, you should know this, girls, how old do you have to be to be in rainbows? Now, they should do a straw poll between them here, shouldn't they? And say, how old are you? How old are you? The answer is? Five. Between five and? Oh. Four. Oh. All right, hold on, I have to take the first answer. Sorry. Now then. Oh, look at this lot here. A lot of X rainbows here on the third row. Any of you? Five to seven. The answer is five to seven. You get it. Don't worry, girls, you're still ahead. So it's 2-1-1. This is working well. How old will rainbows be next year? Oh, you're, you're late. It's got to give the go. Now then, Janet's just ready. Oh, give her the mic, Rach. No? Oh, they've already started organizing the celebration as well. Now, I'm not going to give you glory seekers at all here. Let's give some of the adults a bit of a... I know you know the answer. Oh, excuse me. Have the microphone. Oh, all right, you take it. Microphone over there. So next year, rainbows will be? 30. 30. 30. Oh, well done, Heidi. Now then, I always believe in fairness, and while she's sat amongst you, she's a rainbow. So that's a point for the rainbows. So there we go. You're now three. Well done. Well done. One of the rainbows listens. Right, good. Now then, 30, there it is. Next question is, this is Janet's opportunity. Where was the first ever rainbows unit? I'll give you a clue, it's in Europe. Okay. Any idea, girls? I know they don't know. I know. Oh, be quiet. (laughs) Glory sake. Right, no? No, that's a toughie, isn't it? Anybody? Oh, London, which country? Oh, no, London, that's my fair answer, but it's wrong. So, Warrington. Not quite. Who said that? Well done. Correct. Well done. And and at that time, they were known as Rosebuds. Oh, what a pleasant name. Thanks. Well done, Janice. <laughs> right. Is this the last one? Have you noticed that the letters all match the colours of the rainbow? Sort of. Sort of. The last one. Now, this is a real hard one to finish. So the, in the guides, in the brownies, sorry, they have sixes. Is that right, brownies? Yeah, they're all nodding. Do rainbows have sixes? Now then, this is yes or no. So... Do you have sixes in rainbows? Yes or no? Colin, what's the chance? Oh, sorry. (laughs) No. No. What would you say? You haven't got a clue, have you? The answer is no. Now then. Come on, Janet. What, I, what are sixes? Sixes are groups, usually in brownies, and then there's patrols in guides where the girls get together and work together as small teams. In rainbows, we work as one team. We might occasionally split them into a couple of little groups if we're studying something. But generally, no, rainbows work together as one unit. So rainbows work together like a rainbow yep. in all of its various colours. Exactly. Round of applause and very much thank you for Rainbows.
And Rachel. Microphone, please. Right, this is where I learn how to switch these off. I'm going to give it to Tim. I, make, uh, I say to people on Sunday, I make the noise. I don't know how to control it. So, uh, so there we go. That's, that's the rainbows. The next part of the service, um, I'm going to do things a little bit differently, but just a little bit differently. So we've given soft produce, uh, which is going to be split, uh, sorry, which is going to food bank and the homeless, and we've got the money here for the YMCA, which is great. But every week we give to the, the, work, the work of the church, and uh, Colin studiously looks after our finances. But of course, in the same way, without water, we can't survive Without our offerings on a Sunday, the church can't survive. But what does the Bible say about our weekly giving? Now then, should we read it together? Some people say I don't like doing this, so let's find out. The answer is 2 Corinthians 9-7. It says, each should give according to what he has decided in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. God loves a cheerful giver. So we should give cheerfully. We should give happily. So as we give, the music in the background perhaps shouldn't be what it sometimes is. Well, it's not going to be today because this music today is slightly different. So can we have the people who are doing the offertory, please? Whilst we are being happy, give us. Thank you. Can we pause it? Oh, it stopped. So can we have all the organisations that have brought it together for us today? Thank you. Now, in keeping with tradition, I've just established the prayer will be the big prayer. Why not? Let's establish a tradition. There we go. We have the brownies. Thank you very much. Come on, we're here. Where's my rainbow's lot? There we go. Will you let me join in the quiz next time? No. no. Okay, then. All right. <laughs> They're wonderful, aren't they? So let's just say a prayer of thanks for these. Father God, we thank you for these, these offerings. And we also thank you for the direct debits and all the standing orders that go on behind the scenes that give so much to the work of the church. We pray that we'll use it with you in mind to further your kingdom here in this place. In Jesus' name, we give you thanks. Amen. Thank you. Please take a seat. Whew, so much going on. Oh, get my little po- po- thing here. Oh, right. Where are we going now? Where should we go? Oh, back to the God, the Creator. Now, quite often, when we read verses like, fearfully and wonderfully made, you are, remember this, fearfully and wonderfully made. I actually thought of doing this bit with Zach in my hand, but I decided not to. So, uh, fearfully and wonderfully made. When we think of that, quite often we might think of this. Yeah, world record holder, multiple Olympic medal holder, everything, yeah, that man is fearfully and wonderfully made. Well, you are. But we also might think about the, the Paralympians. Every four years we see them, sometimes more. The feats that they achieve are amazing. The things they overcome. They have been fearfully and wonderfully made. We might think of Lance Corporal Joshua Leakey. Lance Corporal Joshua Leakey is the last person to win the Victoria Cross 
for immense bravery for his fellow soldiers. What a person. Massive, massive, brave person. We might think of Albert Einstein, one of the greatest creators and inventors of our time. But here, the emphasis is not on them. The emphasis is on you. And I make no apologies for keeping coming back to this idea of you. Now, this is a time to be a bit scared. When you say, I mean you, who do I mean? I mean you lot. All of you are very awesome. You might look at this and think, oh, no, I hate that picture. You are awesome. You, we are incredible. We are made in God's image. But here's a sticky thing for you. Let's find out something about you. This is you. We think, subject to which internet site, thanks for that, there's about a thousand hairs on the average head. If I look around here, and some of you have got six, uh, some of you have got a million it looks like at times, but on average, let's say, thanks Roland, it's about a thousand. But you are made up of lots of little, little bits. Your brain has a billion cells. So it's made up of like a billion pieces of Lego. Imagine that, little, little bits. They're called cells. A billion bits make your body up, your brain up. So how many are in the body? Now I check this one out. Oh, there are 70,000 million cells in our bodies. Now we've seen some big numbers today. But you're thinking, wow, what does that mean? So I checked. Did you pick on somebody? What? Oh, come on. Oh. <laughs> you don't need to do anything just to stand there and look incredibly handsome. <laughs> Is he so? No, 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 no. So, sorry about this, What? Oh, you don't need to do anything just to stand as a reminder. So, what you've got to imagine now, a bit of imagination, you've got to break Watto down and imagine him as 70 trillion bits. A bit like. Is it Star Wars and uh, Star Trek? Well, matter transporter. Break him down and get all of his little cells and line them up in a row. Now, how long... I'm not going to ask you to guess this because I was miles out. How long could we stretch water out for? If we were to take him apart cell by cell, or if we were to stretch him out until he was so thin there was only one cell, how big would he be? How long? The answer is easy. The answer is he would stretch around the world 175 times. There are that many little cells in each of us. And those little cells, 70 trillion of them, that would stretch around the world 175 times, have been put together by a creator God to create you. And the person sat next to you. Everybody in this room. That is the God who does the impossible. 175. I can't imagine you being stretched around the world 175 times. What's up? Even in that BB shirt. But they are. That's the truth. That is the miracle that is us. Thanks, what's up? I think you did a great job of looking ridiculously handsome, by the way. Oh, ripple of applause as well. Right, they're the facts. One of my favourite words is and. 
And so what? What does that actually mean? What does the Bible tell us about us? Now, in a minute, we're going to have a reading by the guides, but we're going to have a shorter reading before then. And that reading is quite simply from 1 Samuel chapter 6, verse 7, where it says, The Lord does not look at things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So can we have the guides, please, to do the next reading? for a second please I've missed something out I've missed something out you want to sit back down again I got it wrong Colin looks at me really funny then as they say you've got it wrong I just need to look down oh my apologies so God looks at the outward appearance but the Lord looks at the heart I was told this story about Georgie Uh, this is Georgie every morning she used to sit outside her house and finish her breakfast off before she went off to school and Georgie, like many people, loved cars. Uh, I love cars. can never afford a really, really posh one, but so be it. Um, Georgie loves cars. And one day, a car came past. Couldn't see into it. It looked like a Bugatti Veyron, which is worth millions. But she couldn't see in. And she thought, wow. So when she got to school, she found out her friend had been dropped off to school in the Bugatti Veyron. And she thought, I'd love to have a drive in the Veyron. So chatting with a friend, she agreed to go there that night. And said, my dad will pick you up in the Veyron. She thought, oh, brilliant. Went home, dead excited, told the mum, no tea tonight. We're going out to Jenny's. I'm going to be picked up in the Veyron. So the Veyron arrived outside. They make that wonderful noise. As soon as she opened the door, she realized there was a problem. And she got inside and it was horrible. It was bits of metal, bits of plastic, and it was absolutely a right mess. Because what her friend didn't tell her, that her dad makes kit cars. And whilst the outside of this vehicle looked like a super Bugatti Veyron, apologies for the young people, this is a history lesson, this car was built on a mini metro from 1982. So whilst it went blum, blum, blum as it went down the road, that's as fast as it could go. So when you think about these posh cars and what's inside them, think about that verse that says, people look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Clearly that wasn't a true story. Uh, not like it's comedians that say, here's a true story and then make it up. But that's just to show that when God looks at us, he looks on what we are inside and the guides have now thank you for your patience got a reading about that the reading is from colossians chapter three you used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these anger rage malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, 
barbarian, Scythian, slave or free. But Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves in compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace, and be thankful. Thank you, guys. The bit to focus on, and we are planning on finishing on time, by the way, for those watching the clock. When people see us as Christians, what do they see? They see the clothes, they see the person. But what are the gifts? What makes it clear that we're living our life for Jesus? And here, clothe yourself with. Do they see these things? Let's pick each one. Do they see kindness? Think how often we're kind. Two things to this. Number one, think last time you were kind. But the second today is do you know anybody who is kind? Think of them. They might be in this room. And what kindness looks like and how you can be kind. And I know it's in some of the uh, things that are taught by the young organizations as well. The next one is compassion. Jesus had compassion on the people at the feeding of the 5,000. It quite often appears in the New Testament that Jesus had compassion on people. He cared for them. This is the YMCA angle. Caring for people for no other reason than you want to care for them. It is a gift. And this is a a gift that Christians are encouraged to put on. The next one is gentleness. Some of us are a bit brash at times. Some of us say what they think too often. Come on, Carol, you know you're there. Love you to bits. But I've had the chat with Carol. We we do, we keep putting our foot in it all the time. But gentleness is a real gift. And quite often that brings about listening to people and listening to what they're saying. The fifth one, fourth one, I'm good at counting here, aren't I? Is patience. The old, now, now, now. Sometimes we have to wait. Sometimes it's somebody else's turn. And that gentleness and that patience is quite clearly a gift from God. And the last of the five is humility. Putting others before you. Putting the needs of others before you. And they are the five. Now, I'm not going to expect you to remember all those five. It'd be wonderful if you did. It'd be wonderful if you made a note of them. It would be wonderful if you took away and checked them out. But in many times in the Bible, in Corinthians and in other parts, there's another thing in that reading that it talks about. And over all these virtues, so above all of that lot, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. So the message here and the message that we had this morning was that in all things... We are encouraged to do things out of love. So when they look at, people look at us as we live our daily lives, and if 
the, the tree that I picked for this slide, I didn't realize it was a heart until afterwards. So I thought I'll use it as my last slide. And that tree, that piece of God's creation that we are, the awesomeness that we are, treat people in love. It doesn't count the cost. It doesn't put itself first. It is gentle. It is humble. It is understanding. It listens and it hears. And here the Bible goes to reach us in all these virtues put on love. And that image is the image to take away today. We've got the 365, we've got the 30 years, we've got the readings that we've, we've had today. But in all those things, for this harvest service, this harvest service is you. You are this year's harvest. You are God's people at work in this community. You, we, are the sharers of love, the sharers of kindness, the sharers of humility. So this harvest that we're celebrating, yes, awesome, amazing God, creator God, provider God. But you, we, are also awesome. So my encouragement to you today is to go away and do your part for being God's harvest for the world.